You're listening to the Rockford Symphony Orchestra podcast, where we look to inform about our upcoming events and give insight to behind-the-scenes happenings at the RSO. On this episode, we spoke with newly appointed music director Yaniv Attar during his first week back in Rockford for his grand reveal. He sat down with Education and Community Engagement Director Margot Stedman to share what he's been up to since his finalist program back in January of 2022, his reaction to being named the new maestro, and his excitement to integrate himself into the Rockford community. Let's begin. It's been a year since you've been here. Actually, exactly a year. I know. That's crazy. It's been fun seeing, I told you earlier, my husband's been recording, has all of the dates recorded in his little journal, and he's been telling me, like, oh, did you know a year ago this happened? (laughs) And I'm like, you don't even know. (laughs) So, obviously, you shared about yourself a year ago, but for people that missed that or haven't had a chance to go back and re-listen, new patrons, a little about yourself and just what you've been up to this past year. Sure. So my name is Yanni Vatar. I'm originally from Israel, but I live in Bellingham, Washington right now, um, which is between Seattle and Vancouver. Um, I'm the music director of the Bellingham Symphony. Uh, I also have a chamber orchestra in Pennsylvania and... Um, a small orchestra in Tacoma that I'm partially uh, conducting. We share like the music director position. And um, yeah, what have I been doing in the past year, aside from waiting for the Rockford Symphony to call me? No, I mean, you know, I'm, you know, busy with all the concerts uh, between all the orchestras. So it's obviously involves a lot of traveling. Uh, um, I have two kids at home, uh, Jonah, who's 13, and Lila, who's five and a half. And five is, uh, and the half is very important. Yeah. Uh, when you ask course. kids that age. Uh, a so whole hand and a half. Yeah. So that they, of course, keep me busy. Um, I've also been actually playing a lot because uh, I've been doing some Guitar, I'm a classical guitarist, uh, and actually, this past Sunday, I just conduct, uh, conducted from the guitar. Oh, it was fun. Uh, it was kind of a baroque, uh, funky baroque program, um, uh, inspired by Vivaldi, and I actually also played uh, uh, in one of the concert in one of the pieces. Uh, so yeah, COVID was definitely a a big part from of me getting back to playing, mm-hmm. um, which is nice. Um, yeah. So yeah, this this was my last year uh, besides the audition here. And uh, even though it's January, I'm so happy to be back. <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually a lot less colder uh, than last January when I came. It, it was so cold. Yeah. it. Well, we had a chamber concert and we were like, I think this is the first January concert we've had in years that the weather hasn't just been terrible. But there's no snow on the ground even. I know. Uh, so I know. It's... A little weird and concerning. (laughs) Okay, let's go back to something you mentioned, uh, the RSO call. Share with us. I mean, I haven't even heard the story. What happened when you got the call? You know, it was so random because I had, you know, I didn't know when the committee is meeting, aside from uh, an email from Julie saying they're meeting in mid-December. So... I was sitting in my, in my study, um, studying some score, and all of a sudden there's a not a call, not a phone call, a FaceTime uh, call from uh, Arnie Rosen, who is the chair of the committee. And, I mean, I haven't heard from Arnie in a year. Right. Uh, and I said, <laughs> FaceTime? 
and Arnie shows up on the, you know, at the video and he goes, um, so we have a really just quick question for you. What are you doing for the next two years? And I said, what does that mean? It was like, well, we would love you to come to Rockford to be our new music director. And I mean, it was, it was very shocking. And, <laughs> and the funny thing was I'm in my study, which is outside the house. And I, I was, you know, I was speechless, but I was also really excited. And I said, I said, Ooh, can I go share the news with my wife? And, and, uh, Henry Fogel, who was there, is like, not, well, let's, let's not share the news. You know, he was very, but I, of course, I went to the <laughs> kitchen and shared it with my wife. I mean, we were, you know, we were hoping to get the call because the audition felt really good here and I loved the orchestra and the community. So, um, you know, obviously I was secretly hoping that that call will come. Um, but yeah, it totally took me by surprise. And I felt bad because, you know, I was like in, practically PJs when, <laughs> when Arnie called. Of course, at uh, home studying. You know, uh, yeah, and I didn't expect Arnie to FaceTime me. <laughs> I think he was very excited. Yes, to I could tell. Make the call. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so nice. And then they passed the the phone to everybody on the committee to say hi, and it, it, it felt really good. Yay! Well, we are all very excited. It's been a year. Yeah. So outside of the concert hall... What other types of things do you like to do with the community relating to music or not? I mean, we could go either way. I mean, I, you know, being being music director, you're, I mean, you're really the face of the orchestra. And I love when people can, uh, you know, just meet you on the street yeah. uh, in a coffee pl- place and, and have a conversation with you. Uh, I know in Bellingham, when I, you know, I go have coffee and then I see patrons and they come to me and say, oh, we really enjoyed this you know, a concert or, you know, we didn't really like that piece, but they feel totally comfortable in, in coming in and talking to me. You know, I, I, it makes me like upset when I hear about all these like maestro figures who oh. are <laughs> such a myth. And then yeah. besides the concert, you don't see them. Mm-hmm. It's like they're magically appear right. in the concert and then they magically disappear. And, you know, if we, if we want the orchestra to, to be part of the community, mm-hmm. um, those kind of relationships need to happen. So, um, you know, I'm I'm hoping that, you know, one day I can even play guitar here with some musicians in different types of events uh, or the chamber music concerts. Mm -hmm. Um, I would love to be involved in that kind of, like, intimate music making in the community, not just on the Coronado. Yeah, definitely. Um, I love that. Having the patrons... Uh, or any members of the audience able to interact with the musicians. Yes. Um, and in this case, the conductor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I remember I even asked when I came um, to audition if the guest artists were going to be part of those sound bites. Mm-hmm. And I think they weren't because... Uh, well, it was all about the finalists. Yeah, you wanted yes. to, and it's understandable, you wanted to focus your attention uh, um, on the music director candidates. But... Um, I think it would be great if the guest artists yes. are also part of this and then, you know, people can meet them, uh, maybe even hear them play a piece of two to get some kind of a tease. Oh, yeah. That kind of getting to know the artists before the concert create really good buzz, uh, excitement. Um, you know, you see, advertise the guest artist is going to perform something at, I don't know, this place or mm-hmm. or whether you have it like 
dinners for for that you you know sell to the audience whatever i mean there's lots of way to go around it um i think that's really important to to be able to promote the concert and kind of it's kind of culminating uh at the end by that saturday performance that's interesting it's something we've talked about as we've done these finalist weeks where there's been you know every week there's so many activities right and it's mostly been with staff and right. other people. But the, just the idea that why don't we have this activity, even for the community on a concert week, that it's concert week and you can interact with the RSO this way and this way and this way and this way and and make a, a real moment of it and it culminates in the concert. Right, right. That there's multiple touch points. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's exciting to think about. Yeah. And, and you know, I think at the end, you're not just you're not just selling a concert on a Saturday night, like all these activities. You're selling an experience, mm-hmm. even if it's over a few days. It's it's people. I I hear it a lot in orchestra world as concert experience, and all these elements contribute to that and make it one. If it's only the concert. It's 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 too quick to come and go. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to have these kind of things around it, and I know it's a lot more work, but but it keeps people connected in a different way, as opposed to just I buy a ticket, I come to the concert, and I go, and that's it. Yeah. Um, so I really think that the concert experience should be much bigger mm. in that sense. Yeah, I think uh, I love that idea. I think, and I think we've learned so much as an organization what options are and what our strengths are, what tools that we have in our community, on our team, our organizational team to help make that happen with whatever vision you bring. And, and you know, I realized when I realized that, that it's more than just a concert is because of COVID um, in my other orchestras, you know, we had to like cut down almost everything that surrounded it because right. it involved so much, you know, being close to people. So the the concert was basically the only thing we were we were doing and we got gazillion people telling us, Oh, I really missed the reception. Absolutely. Oh, I really missed that dinner we do with the soloist the night yeah. before. I really missed that because they, they, they just got so attached to all that um you know, one on one involvement in in that concert experience that, that we were selling before. So uh, hopefully we're getting out of COVID and we can yeah. start building all these things back. Yeah. Let's talk about music beyond concert hall for you. What do you, what do, do you have time to listen to music outside of preparing <laughs> for concerts? You have to make time to listen, to learn new things. And how does that process like for you? What's that you know, part of your life? It's like, because music occupies such a big part of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually try not to listen to music when I don't work because as soon as I start listening, like my brain just start going in gazillion directions. Yeah, it's not in the background. It's not in the background. Ever. Um, so and I, it's, I don't, I don't think it's healthy for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Even like I, I sometimes can't even listen to music when I drive. Right. Uh, it it could be really dangerous. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I told you that story before. I'm, I will never forget uh, driving. And listening to music, and it was Tchaikovsky's Sixth Symphony, third movement, which gets faster and faster and louder and louder. And I was driving faster and faster uh, until I was pulled over. 
So um, that was a clear signal for me, like, okay, no more listening to you. Because um, it, it could really zone me off. Right, um, right. And my wife always says, you know, if I listen, if all of a sudden we somewhere and there's music and I just, she's like, you need focus. <laughs> Where <laughs> you know? are you? Yes, because, uh, yeah, my mind wanders. So, uh, yeah. So do you that's... set aside time to just listen to uh, to new music? To Yeah, I would, if I need to listen to a piece that I might want to program and stuff, I, I do it in part of my work time um, so so I could, you know, separate more and have have you know my family that needs my attention or of my course. dog or my friends or 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 whatnot yeah that makes so, sense to me i have yeah. that a little bit too i i keep on music at work sometimes just to drown out the background noise but it usually has to be kind of ambient without right definitely cannot have any words it, yes it has to be low level and sometimes i even put on like a coffee chatter like a coffee shop talking like drinking oh. glasses noise that just kind of wow. white noise drowns out but i yeah. yes uh, this is how bad it is for me i i tried to do this other day uh meditation mm-hmm. with and there was music you know that comes with that sure. app and i'm listening and it's supposed to calm me down and i'm starting to analyze the music i'm listening <laughs> and i said okay this is not the purpose of this it's not turning your mind off no it's not so i'm not that bad. something else <laughs> Can you turn? You just turn the music off and do the words. There you go. So, <laughs> okay. So I love the idea that we have a whole spring for you to get to know the community. Yeah. yeah. So. Have you on about? People can find you in a coffee shop and say hello. Yeah. When you're in town. So I'm really looking forward to you know having that preparation time. So, so to say. So you know once I once I start conducting in September, it's it's like I've always been here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think it will be. That kind of an idea. Are there any other things you want to share about coming to Rockford or hopes and dreams? The funny thing about starting the position right now Mm -hmm. is that I'm coming in the middle of the season. Right. So I don't really have any concerts until until the season starts in, in the fall. In the fall. So... I mean, in, in on the on the on one hand, I'm it's given me a great opportunity to get to know the community and and you know and the staff and everybody without the so-called stress of concerts of producing um, something, right? Yeah. But but I'm so itching. Yeah, you don't have time with the orchestra, right? I'm so itching to actually make music and be on stage at yeah. the Coronado with the musicians and and um, you know share the all the great music that you know we're planning to present next season thanks for listening stay tuned for the second part of this episode where Yaniv talks about programming and his goals for the RSO